hearts without you, Lord. Keep worshiping. Yes, and I. Desperate for you, desperate for you, Lord, and I, I'm lost without you, lost without you, oh Lord. Hallelujah. You love him. going to take this time and believe the atmosphere is right to bring our needs to the Lord. Amen. As musicians play, you can continue playing that, Brother Matt. I, I love that song. It just, I believe, sets a beautiful atmosphere in my own heart. I'm sure it does in your own. Amen. So let's just take our needs to the Lord. Amen. I'm going to ask Brother David Stevens if he would uh, be ready to take these needs for us. Um, on the list here I have before me, uh, we want to remember Brother Josh, Joshua Johnson uh, and his family. They are sick and not with us. Um, I have several here that are sick. Brother Keith also is not feeling well. He has the virus. Uh, Sister Karen Buchanan also is sick, if you will remember her. I have uh, Sister Amber McCall uh, had a series of shots in her neck, if you would remember her in prayer. Um, Brother Josh Godwin's daughter, Lily, is running a fever, so we'll remember them in prayer as well. Amen. That's all I have at this time. Amen. Brother David, would you come at this time? Do you have any spoken prayer requests? Amen. A special need on your heart that you want to just hold before God as we pray. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to come into your house midweek, dear Lord, for a refreshing, a washing, dear Lord. Just come humbly before you, dear God, just asking forgiveness of any of our trespasses and sins, dear Lord. We just put them under the blood of, of your Lamb, dear Lord. We just come bringing, petitioning you, dear Lord, these requests of sickness dear lord and just ask you to go to each and every one that was mentioned dear lord and minister healing to their bodies oh god just ask you to be with those ones dear lord that are fighting with the virus oh god we just ask you to keep a hedge of protection around our assembly oh god where we can come and fellowship with one another in safety dear lord we just ask you to be with the remainder of this service oh god be with move among your your our pastor oh god let him be a tool in your hands oh god let him step out of the way may your will be done may we be changed dear lord we love you and we thank you we ask it all in the name of jesus christ we pray amen amen you may have your seats let's sing a little song here just before we have brother matt sing a special for us i stand i stand in all of you brother I stand I stand in all of you I stand I stand in all of you Holy God to you 
you all know this uh, just sing it along with me this is uh, for Sister Melody who requested it my boat of life sails on the troubled sea whenever there's a wind in my sails but I have a friend who watches over me and when the breeze turns into a gale I know the master of the Sometimes I soar like an eagle to the heights Amongst the peaks my soul can be found Then an unexpected 
unexpected storm may drive me from the heights and it'll bring me low but never bring me down I know the master of the sing a song here. I've been singing it all day. It's just been bubbling over in my heart. Healing is here. KFC. And you can sing it with me, man. Let's just worship together. Healing is here.
would come forward at this time we'll take up our evening offering man, and you just give us unto the Lord amen and we'll just amen we'll have brother Chris if you would lead us in prayer for the offering sir Let's sing that song, You Are Awesome in This Place, Mighty God, as a minister comes forward at this time. Amen. Let's just pull on the gift. And I know it's a Wednesday night. I'm probably tired from work and life's hustle and bustle. But just for a minute, let's just focus on God's Word. Amen. And just like I said, get what's, what He has in store for us tonight. Amen. Awesome in this place, mighty God. You 
are awesome in this place. Abba Father, you are worthy of all praise, and to you our lives we raise. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Abba Father, you are worthy of all praise, and to you our lives we raise, you are awesome in this place, mighty God, as the minister comes, and you are awesome in this place, mighty God. Father, you are worthy of all praise, to you our lives we raise, you are awesome in this place, mighty God. Amen. Is that your prayer tonight? Uh, You may have your seats for a short while. I greet you tonight in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So happy to be with you tonight in the house of the Lord, trusting that you, had a, you have had a, a wonderful week so far. Uh, at least I, I've, I've had a wonderful week. <laughs> Today was a little bit rough because whenever you are going to preach, the devil fights. He fights, I mean, everyone is cutting you in traffic. And <laughs> but I, I try to, you know... Uh, recognize that it's the enemy. So, um, Brother Barry is not here tonight. He's, um, he has accompanied Sister Becky just for a short um, break somewhere. And we miss him when, he, when he's not around. I miss him so much because sometimes I have to <laughs> stand for him. But uh, uh, we're happy that you know, he's away getting some rest. Ministers die because of lack of rest. So I like it when a minister sometimes takes his time to go and relax. Um, we have prayer requests here. Um, also, uh, Brother Tim is here. Brother Tim sitting somewhere. Tim Ashong, yeah, his surgery is upcoming. So um, he's asked, we want to pray for him. You know, uh, they're asking for like 11000 because he doesn't have medical insurance. He hasn't worked here yet, so he doesn't have insurance. So he has to make the payment so that he can schedule the surgery. So I just said, you know what, brother, we can pray. God knows the fish that has the golden coin. So I want to uphold him in prayer this evening. So if you can stand with me while we pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight, Lord Jesus, for you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord God, we come to you, Father, with this prayer request, and also, Father, for our dear brother who has a surgery that is upcoming, Lord. Father, we know that with men it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. Lord Jesus Christ, you are our provider. And, Father, all we have to do is ask from you, Lord, 
That's all that you asked, that we may be able to come and ask from you. Lord, we are asking tonight, Lord, for Father, you know the specific fish that has the golden coin. Lord God, that our brother may be able to have his surgery. We are committing him tonight, Lord. And Father, we look at him, Father, as our brother. I can imagine if it was my dad. I can imagine, Father, if it was uh, someone who is closer to me. But I know that he is much more closer to me because he is my brother in Christ. And, Father, we are members of the same body. If one part is hurting, every part is hurting. Father, we rebuke the enemy, Lord, that is attacking the brother, attacking the minister of the gospel, Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, Father, that the devil devil is not happy when the gospel is going and is being preached. We commit, Father, this request into your hands tonight. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we ask that you be with Brother Barry. Lord God, as he is away and blessing Father and his family, such a blessing to us, Father. We ask that you will keep him in health and keep him, Father, Lord Jesus Christ, for us. We commit this time now as we come to the reading of the scripture. And you come, Father, and be, Lord God, the speaker and also the after speaker. We ask these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Uh, let's uh, open from Luke, Luke chapter 12, verse 24. And also we should... Um, uh, keep praying for Brother Burley. Uh, Lord willing, I'm going to be working from the Greenview office tomorrow, so I will see him tomorrow, uh, maybe lunchtime um, tomorrow. <clears throat> Luke chapter 12, verse 24. If you, if you have it, say amen. <laughs> if you don't have your Bible, say Amen. <laughs> All right, let's read. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse or barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than fowls? Uh, He says here, And which of you taking thought can add to his stature one cubit? If ye then not be not able to do that which is least, why take ye thought of the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass which, to, which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? Verse 29, And seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye doubtful. Uh, be of doubtful mind, for all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your father knoweth that he need of these things. But rather seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. And he says, you know, verse 31, he says, he's saying, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, right? And then verse 32, he says, fear not, little folk, for it is the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So he's saying, seek but it's, the, it's his pleasure to give you, right? So in other words, he's saying, look, write this exam and I will make you pass it, right? <laughs> you can have your seats. So I just like that scripture here. It says, seek the kingdom. And he says, it's the Father's pleasure to give you. All you have to do is to seek. So this is uh, 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 what, what we're going to be talking about tonight. I don't have a lot of slides, which is a good thing. Um, consider the lilies. I, I believe we are living in a time where there is a lot of worry and anxiety. There is a lot of, uh, they call it a mental health crisis. 
uh, uh, you know, they, they love to glorify demons. Uh, 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 the pandemic, the epidemic, the, you know, the, the, the nuclear crisis, you know, it's, they love to glorify demons and problems. But I love to glorify Jesus Christ. I, I love to glorify God because I know that he is more than able. Praise, praise be the name of the Lord. They, they say, you know, it, it has come to a point where it's like a fashion. People say, you know, my mental health, you know. And I don't take those things lightly. Those things are real and those things affect people for sure. But I believe that the Bible is an answer to every problem. I believe that Jesus Christ is the answer to every problem. And the scriptures, as simple as they are, they contain the answer to what we need. Actuaries, they calculate over many years and the average age for a person, and they come to the same conclusion that Moses came to, 70 years, right? So it's there in the Bible, right? And you find out that once you go by the Bible, you are not, never going to be lost. Because the Bible is the original plan of God. You can try to do things a certain way, but you will find out that you will still have to come back to the Bible. Because God's way of doing things is the best. If you look at scientists and engineers when they, when they have got difficult problems, you know where they tend to? They don't tend to this written Bible. They tend to nature. And nature is God's Bible. When they want to design the, the wings of the biggest plane, the A380, they had to study the ego, right? When they were building, you know, these you know, natural ventilation buildings, they look at the end hill. So whether you want or you don't want, you still have to go back to the word of God. Because God's original design is the best. Praise God. Everything that can be made, the Bible says that in him, he says everything was made by the word. And outside of the word was nothing made which was made. So if you have a car and it is a problem, you take it to the manufacturer. So Jesus Christ is our creator. Whether we have problems in our homes, whether we have problems with our health, we have to go back to the manual. What does the manual say about mental health? What does the manual say about worry? What does the manual say about anxiety? And Jesus Christ said, if you worry so much, can you add one cubit to your stature? He says, if you can't do that, why then are you worrying about your life? And he says, consider the ravens. Consider the lilies. They don't worry, they don't toil, they don't spin, but yet they are clothed. And he says that if God can do this, why can't he do the same for, for, for you? In other words, if you just trust God that he is able to take care of your problems, then you are done, my brother. But the problem we have in this age, we have lost our trust in God. We have lost the power of trust. We want to be in control of everything. It's like when you are driving, if you are a driver and you are sitting next to a brother who is driving you, sometimes you feel like, hey, well, you, should have, you should have done this. You know? Sometimes you know, you'll be <laughs> pressing the pedal yourself. Because you can't trust. That's in human nature. But the bride of Jesus Christ, we are called to trust God. Now, what is worry, right? What is worry? I think I have it somewhere here. It says, it's a state of trouble and uncertainty over actual or potential problems. When you, it's like you can't control something. So you think about it a lot. That's what worry is, right? And anxiety is the same demon, right? It's just on a higher degree. It's intense, excessive, and persistent worry and fear. 
about everyday situations. Fast heart rate, rapid breathing, sweating, and feeling tired. You know, all these are symptoms. But anxiety is really an aggravated stage of worry. Praise the Lord. So now, if you read 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, if you, can, if you want to turn with me, the Bible says, For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Praise God. So, so the enemy is attacking the mind of people. Because once you lose your mind, he has already attacked you. Because remember, the Bible says, put on the full armor of God. We spoke about this in Sunday school. And put on the helmet of salvation. Because if you don't have the helmet and the enemy puts a bullet in your head, you are gone. You are finished. If your mind is corrupted, you are finished. So you find that we are living in a time where the devil is working over time to control people's minds. The devil is working over time to corrupt people's minds. The devil is working over time to affect the mind of people. But the Bible says you have received the spirit of a sound mind. Hallelujah. So confusion does not come from God. God is not the author of confusion. He is a God of peace. And peace comes in the mind. Peace comes in the heart. Hallelujah. Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth. The world, the peace that comes from the world is, if I have money, I have peace. If I have a good car, I have peace. That's the peace that comes from the world. But the peace that is in Christ Jesus, whether I have shoes or no shoes, I'm happy anyhow. Whether I have got, a, 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 I've got money or, or no money, I'm happy anyhow. That's the peace that comes from Jesus. That's the peace that God wants to give his people. But because we have lost the power of prayer, we find ourselves getting bottled in the same problems as the world. The prophet says we are living in a, in, in a generation that is ten times more difficult. But we are praying ten times less. You cannot have faith in God unless you pray. There is no person in the Bible or in history that ever amounted to a hill of beans unless there were people of prayer. You, you, you talk about John Wesley. You talk about all the problems that come. It's God trying to get your attention. He is calling every problem. It's a call to prayer. Every situation is God who is calling you to call him. Praise be to God. But you see, we live in a time where we have had things easy. We, think, we believe that Google has all the answers. We believe that we can, we've got it figured out. We are living in a scientific world where everything is explained away. Uh, this is a climate crisis. Uh, this is, you know, this is just asteroids. This is just... But we know that these are the judgments of God. And never you approach the world from a simplistic intellectual reasoning. Science is good. It has its part. Praise the Lord. But we, we must know that we are wrestling with the principalities and powers and dominion and rulers of this dark world. Science has a way of explaining things. It's just climate change. It's just climate change. If we just put money, we will solve problems. Money does not solve all the problems. We can put trillions of dollars, but it won't solve anything because this is the finger of God. Hallelujah. So now, because, because the mind of a human being was made to react to negative things, and 
Because a human being was made to survive. So we react more to negative things. And because of that, that's why you have negative news every time. Because that's how you are able to click. If everything is positive, no one will pay attention to it, really. If I, if I put an article and say, we have, we have beautiful weather tomorrow, who, who wants to read that article? But if I say, there's a hurricane coming tomorrow, and it was like, whoa, let's click. And then they go to Walmart, they buy, buy all the toilet paper, and <laughs> go back home. Because a human being was made to react to negative things. That's why you see cults, they bind people by fear. Because the fear is a, you see, there is a level of godly fear. Because the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So there is godly fear, which is good. You need a measure of fear in your life for you to, to, have, to have wisdom. But the devil can also use fear to affect and control your life. Praise God. But the, love, the, the, the fear of God, it's, 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 it's governed. Jesus Christ said, my yoke is easy, but my burden is light. The fear of the Lord, it's light, it's easy. But the fear of the world, I tell you, it's, it's, <laughs> it's unbearable. You cannot, you, you are just worried, you are shaking. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to my retirement. I don't have enough, you know, 401k, you know. I'm not sure if I'll get, you know, enough for retirement. And you start to worry. And it, it, it destroys your, your, your mind. Ah, you know, you know, there seems to be like so many things pulling in your direction. But let me tell you something. It's not about the substance. It's about, it's a spirit. You go to Africa, you find people that have no savings, no pension, nothing, and they are happy. You come to America where people are supposed to have everything, right? And then you find 20% of the population are suffering from anxiety. I'm like, so how can, if a person in America is suffering from anxiety, how much more someone who is in Ethiopia? How much more someone who is in Somalia? So you find that it's a spirit. Why? It's because when you have everything easy, you are not trained to trust. When you have everything easy, you are not trained to face problems. So when there's a potential of a problem, it breaks you down. It's like a, a free-range chicken and a broiler. You know, a broiler, it's, 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 I'm not saying God's students are broilers. I'm giving an, an illustration. <laughs> because now I'm also an American, so... <laughs> You know, broilers, they can't do anything. They can't run. They can't, you know, they are, they are always in one place. They, they, they are not. But a free-range chicken, like the country chicken, I mean, you, you have a hard time trying to, trying to catch it because it's born to survive. Yeah. I remember one time I went to the, to, the, to, the, to the country and I visited my uncle. I said, uncle, I want to have some real country chicken or like a guinfowl. He said, okay, fine. Here is one. Try to catch it. I spent the whole day. <laughs> and they did it for a purpose. <laughs> said, Uncle, I can't catch it. Says, yeah, we knew we couldn't catch it. <laughs> but we are trying to take you, take the city out of you. <laughs> I said, I'm glad that God is not like that. <laughs> he will just give me when I ask. Praise the Lord. So, so, so worry is a spirit. Worry is a spirit. Because you say, you know what, if, if only I can get a raise, all my problems will be finished. Guess what, you get the raise, and after a while, the worry comes back. 
If only I can find a good brother and I get married, then I'll be fine. Brother comes, you get married. Ah, I hope our first child will be a boy. You start to watch. The children come. I hope that my kids won't be mischievous when they grow up. The devil will always have something to make you worry about. I, I just hope that at work they won't lay us off. I, I just hope that, you know, they, they say, you cannot think so much about tomorrow. The morrow shall worry of itself. Praise God. Samuel, First Samuel chapter, chapter 22 verse 1. The Bible says, David therefore departed hence and escaped to the cave Adelon. And when his brethren and his father's house heard it, they went down hither to him. And everyone that was in distress, everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontented. These people were, I mean, their credit score was like below 500. These were people that had, you know, enough letters from, you know, credit collections and and they were in distress. They were in different situations. But you know what? They did the right thing. They gathered themselves unto David. And the Bible says that, and he became a captain over them, and they were with him about 400 men. So I don't have time. If you read the, the other chapters, you hear that these became mighty men. They were slaying giants. There was Shama, the Hararite. There was Adino, the Tecmonite. There was Abishai. You know, you, you read about them. One, he picked a spear and slew 800. This one, Adino, this one, you know, he, he, he slew a giant with a, 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 a spear like a weaver's beam, you know. But they did not start like that. They started as men that were in debt. They were in distress. And when we say distress, I mean like everything was collapsing. They had nowhere to start. But they realized there is a man that is anointed. And his name is David. And they gathered themselves unto David. They did not call all 800. They didn't go, they didn't call anonymous. You know, those things are, are good. They have their place. But Jesus Christ is our David tonight. When you gather yourself unto Jesus, he will repair your credit score. He will heal you from your distress. He will help you in your situation. Jesus is still able tonight. I believe it. I have seen it in my life. We can just be reading things that happened in 1956. What is Jesus Christ doing in your life? Trust God for your furniture. Trust God for a new gun. Trust God for a new truck. Praise God. Trust God in everything. Don't just be mechanical to say, you know what, if I just follow this financial plan, I'll buy my truck next year. That's fine. But you have to pray about it. You have to trust Jesus. Because if you don't trust Jesus, you're going to get one with many problems. And you'll pay double the price in repairs than what you paid to pay the truck. So God wants us to trust him. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, Look unto me, ye ends of the earth, and be ye saved. So Isaiah was looking at the ends of the earth, which is our time. And he's saying, look unto me. And Jesus Christ said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith upon the earth? Will he find people that trust him upon the earth? Or he will find keyboard warriors. How to deal with anxiety. How to deal with kids when they are not respecting you. 
What do you do when you miss your wife's birthday? <laughs> what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege we have to carry everything to God in prayer. What peace we often forfeit when we go on Google instead of praying. We are men today that can pray conviction in their children. We are men today that can pray the Holy Ghost in the home. We are women today that can lay on the altar until the situation changes. Praise God. We have sissified men. We no longer have men. Man is not judged by his muscles. I have my gym membership, so. But a man is judged by prayer, by the beg of his knees. That's what the prophet says. We have all kinds of people now, men that can, you know, shoot, you know, very, you know, very good with shooting, very good with barbecue, like Brother Chris here, the best barbecue in town. You know, but what we don't have, what, I mean, me, myself included, is we, we no longer have men of prayer these days. And that's where the problem is. There was a man in the Bible, his name was called James. James, the one who wrote the book of James, cousin of Jesus. His name was, they called him James the Just. He had a nickname, he was called the Old Camel Tor. Because he had bags on his knees because he was a man of prayer. There was a man called uh, 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 Samuel, uh, not Samuel, I mean, not Samuel, his name was uh, Stonewall Jackson. They called him a Stonewall because he could stand when he was fighting. And his secret was prayer. He says, I never take a glass unless I pray for it. And Brother Abraham says, show me a man that will put God first. Show me a man even in business who can say, Lord, lead me in my business. God wants to, he knows all about trucks. He knows all about accounting. He knows any business you can talk about. He knows about it. Why don't you trust him? God knows about your degree program. He knows all about math. But you see, we think like these are are Jesus' problems and these are my problems. Guess what? All problems are Jesus' problems. Hallelujah. Do you want to trust him tonight? Do you want to trust him tonight? Psalms chapter 18 verse 3. My time is running. Bible says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me. And the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell. Now, David, when he was writing this, he was not mincing words. In other words, he was saying, look, I was really, really, really in trouble. He says, the, the sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. And in my distress, I went to Google. doesn't read like that. In my distress, I called anonymous. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. And cried unto God. You have to be vulnerable before God. There was a sister in Africa one time. She had a problem. You know, the, the baby was not nursing, right? And that's, that's you know, and I don't know whether she, she could try a formula, whether it was working, maybe it wasn't working also. So she went on the altar to pray, and she put the baby beside her, 
And the baby started crying, and she just started crying also. And she said, the Lord will hear your cry. And that was a bit strange. But I believe that the Holy Spirit inspired her that way for that particular time. And you know what? The next few days, things changed. The baby started nursing, and the problem was solved. Because she cried unto the Lord in a time of distress. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even into his ears. Now listen, the afflictions of the righteous are many. Christianity is not a flowery page of this. There is a cross for you, there is a cross for me. We think that if you believe the word, if you obey everything, it's going to be alright. That's, that's not true. You will have challenges, but God is able to deliver you out of them all. Hallelujah. Even if you marry in church, don't fool yourself and say, I'm not going to have problems in my marriage. You will have problems. You will have disagreements. You will have sharp arguments. But you are able to take it to the Lord and he's able to save all of your problems. Hallelujah. The devil does not care to say, wow, this one is a message believer. I better not go there. No, sir. He's actually looking for the believers. Because those are his targets. And I remember telling the young people, I said, look, I'm just going to start giving you some strong stuff because the devil is not going to wait to say, you know what, we'll wait until they're 18. He will give you a cigarette to off. He doesn't care. The devil doesn't care that you are underage. He didn't receive the memo that says no under 18. It doesn't apply to him. He will do all kinds of things. Isaiah 53, verse 3. The Bible says, He is despised, rejected of man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. So Jesus was a man of sorrow. He was acquainted with grief. In other words, whatever you can go through, he has gone through. He knows what it means not to know where your next meal is coming from. He knows what it means to be in distress. He knows what it means to be in trouble. Because he was acquainted with grief. Until they said he looked about 50 when he was 33. He was a man of sorrow. And you know what? The Bible says that he was a man of prayer too. In, in Bible, the Bible says in the book of Luke that Jesus Christ being by himself, he prayed all night. And on the morning he chose his disciples. Matthew, Bartholomew. He was praying and trusting God. How much more is you and me tonight? Should we be able to trust God and take all our needs in prayer? I've seen my life, most, the, most of the time that I have had problems was when my prayer life was doubt. And I realized that, you know what, this is my nuclear power. It's prayer. When you can just lock yourself in and just pour your heart to God. Praise God. There's a difference between a religion and a heartfelt religion. There's a difference between a Christian and a prayerful Christian. There's a difference between a, a, a nominal Christian and a Holy Spirit-filled Christian. Hallelujah. Praise God. The prophet talks about a little girl who went into you know, deep in the mine sh uh, shaft and, and it became dark and he was, she was screaming. And the little brother was on the side and said, fear not, there is a man here who can turn on the light. And that man is Jesus. 
But you have to call on him. You have to cry to him. The Bible says, as soon as Zion traveled, she brought forth her children. You cannot bring forth anything unless you travail. And you travail to God through prayer. Look, even if you don't have the solution right there, but after praying, God gives you the fortitude. He gives you the strength to go through your problem and your trial. But if you don't have that, you have a mental breakdown. You have all kinds of things, you know, anxiety. I was reading here, and I hope this is not psychology, because the prophet was against religious psychology. But medical psychology, is nothing wrong with that. It's too much a part of health and divine healing as much as mental problems are just as good as blood pressure. You know, we can't ignore that. I also feel that's the devil trying to keep ministers from addressing these things when they are affecting God's children. I shared this with the Sunday school. I I read this. They said some of the causes of anxiety is focusing on the negatives. When you're always focusing on the negatives. No matter what happens, you're worried about the negative. Even on your wedding day, instead of being happy, you say, the flowers are not quite right, the food is not tasting quite great. You go to a restaurant, your boyfriend or or your your husband takes you, your wife takes you, and you're just concerned about negative things. That causes anxiety. And it says, uh, here they say, also all or nothing, right? When you feel like, let's say you want something and then you get a portion of it. God does that. Sometimes he knows what to give you. But then, just because you don't have it all, you, 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 you start to throw tantrums. And you feel like it's not perfect. Everything is completely failed. You know? You shouldn't look at life that way. That causes anxiety. <clears throat> or oh, they also say this is catastrophizing. I hope I pronounced it well. If, it's a, if a small bad thing happens, it ruins everything. That causes anxiety. Mind reading. And this affects a lot of people. When someone thinks they know what the next person is thinking. I think, I think <laughs> the pastor doesn't love me. He didn't even. You know, you know what, what happens? The devil plays into that. And he makes sure that things look like that. I think, I think, you know, the devil is very, very good at that. I've seen people, even people of color, you know, they come up with all kinds of things. Ah, I think that person is racist. I said, who told you that? You're just thinking that in your mind. And you, 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 you approach the world that way. Oh, I think they don't love me. Who told you that? You know, sometimes you don't, you don't get along with someone. It's natural. You don't have to get along with everyone. And, and that, that, that doesn't mean that they don't like you. You can't be friends with everyone, right? You know, I may be good friends with Emmanuel, but I may not be the best of friends with Chris. But I, that doesn't mean Chris hates me. No. But the devil, he thinks, you know, he thinks you're a genius. You can read people's minds. Especially women and wives. Sometimes they suffer from this. I think my husband is thinking this. And I say, sister, if you ever get a, a gift of discernment, why don't you bring it to the church? So that everyone can benefit. <laughs> they don't want to bring it to church. They want to operate it in their home. I know it. I saw it. I know it. I say, okay, how do you know? And then they start, you start putting together things that are building castles in the air. 
it causes anxiety. You find people all shook up, even children. You know, I think my dad doesn't like me. I think my dad is out to get me. I think my, you know, and, and the devil plays this game until he starts to put things and, and then it drives you insane. And then you, you think you have a problem when you don't have any have a problem. It's you, you're just making stuff up. You are a Christian, just look at things the way they are. Just to trust God. Say, Lord, just go and pray. Say, Lord, I'm, I'm a bit insecure. I feel like my husband these days doesn't seem to be so nice to me. Just to trust. Say, Lord, but I'm just praying, Lord, just help him if, if it's something like that. And then you leave it to God. Because you don't have a gift of discernment. If you have it, bless your heart. And <laughs> there's also what they call fortune telling, right? Where people... They, they say, I have a super bad feeling something bad is going to happen. Who told you that? I just have this feeling. You know, it, it, it affects people in Africa. They are so superstitious. Until it brings them an anxiety. You know, ah, you know, they, you know men, men are not good. You know, if people are going to marriage with that attitude. You're going to have problems. Ah, marriage is very difficult. You know, and just, just trust God and walk every step of the way. Putting yourself down. I'm useless. Or maybe you make a mistake. Instead of just saying, Lord, I'm sorry, and moving on. You, you always look back and you judge yourself disproportionately. And Paul says, God is bigger than our hearts. You know? Say, I'm, I'm, I'm the worst mother in the world. You know, I'm useless. I, I, sometimes you, like you, meet, you meet people that, that believe that way. That's what drove Judas to hang himself. And he did not do God a favor. Peter just repented and he moved on. But Judas, instead of just saying, Lord, I'm sorry and going on, he went on to hang himself. That's what the devil does. You do a mistake, you do something wrong, you say, I must be the worst woman in the world. I must be the worst girl in the world. No matter what you do, you are the best. God made you that way for a purpose. God, Paul, you know, Paul, you know, he had that little complex. He said, you know, but I persecuted the church. God wanted him to be humble. God wanted him to know that it's not by might, you know, by power, but it's by his grace. Praise God. Blaming people. Perfectionism causes anxiety. Everything must be perfect. You know what? Only heaven is perfect. Ah, if I'm going to get married, I want a guy who is like this, this. Until you, you, you have your prince charming in your mind who does not exist anywhere except in your mind. Oh, I want a girl who is like this, 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 this. That's fine. But you see, you also have to just say, Lord, you know what is best for me. Because that girl probably won't exist. She won't exist, trust me. Because you want it. I want it. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a desire. But don't stretch it too far. You're not going to marry an angel. You're just going to marry a daughter of God who will make mistakes, who will disappoint you. And you will disappoint her too. And you both need the grace of God. Praise God. The prophet says here, don't worry, I'm going to close very soon. (laughs) He that endures to the end shall be saved. (laughs) The end of the three-hour service. Ah, praise God. Ah, I think I'm going to do this 
this is a part one. Maybe I'll do part two sometime later. I don't like to do series because that will force <laughs> me to be invited back again. So <laughs> I like to preach once. <laughs> if you say part one, the pastor will say, all right, brother. <laughs> How about we have part two next week? So, but this is a part one. Because uh, <laughs> I have a lot of things to cover here. I haven't even scratched the surface. Prophet says here, he was doing the discernment. He says, sir, you are a very deep thinker, aren't you? Now, this is not Einstein deep thinking, no. This is the wrong deep thinking. You are a deep thinker, aren't you? Yes, sir. You are always studying things. I, I think this is going to happen and then this will happen. Who told you that? And oh, I would say this, that you might, you might know your, your, you cross bridges many times before you get, you get to them. Now, that's hereditary. That's your makeup. That is true, isn't it? And you are suffering tonight with a stomach trouble. Is that, is that right? Because you can't eat certain things. It's an, it's an uh, 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 outside stomach. It's been caused from a condition that came a long time ago. So you will see in the discernment, people that had nervous trouble or anxiety, most of the time they had stomach trouble. Because these things, they work hand-to-hand because you have acid and, you know, you start to, it affects your stomach, right? So the prophet here says, you are nervous, your eyes are stigmatized, and you've been practicing nervous for a long time. And eating what nervous, is that right? At your work sometime, I notice, and sitting down, your strength becomes so debilitated at times if you have to sit down and rest. And here's another one. He says, how do you do, sister? You're a type of a person that once believing, you believe. Kind of a hard for you to see it. You do a lot of worrying about things. Cross bridges before you get to them. Build castles that never come to pass. Cause that's your nature. But if you believe me as God's prophet do, all right, the diabetes will leave you and you can go home and be well. Can you believe that? Can you believe that tonight? That God can heal you from that anxiety. God sent forth his word and it healed them. Sometimes you don't even have anyone to lay hands on you. As I am preaching tonight, if you just believe it, that condition can just leave you. Praise God. Don't wait until something happens and the preacher has to shake your head. No, it's just simple faith in the word of God. Just saying, Lord, I'm going to trust you from tonight. Lord, I'm going to leave everything into your hand. Even if it seems like things are getting out of hand, I'm just going to leave them to God's. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Build your hopes on things eternal. Praise God. We don't just sing these songs for entertainment. These songs are written by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his, his promises. Just to know that that says the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you. Amen. Do you trust him tonight? But God can heal nervousness. You believe that? You believe that? You believe that? You are a deep thinker, son. You are one of these types of people that crossing bridges before you get to them. Taking other things never happens the way you think it out anyhow. That's what we call anxiety. It's a spirit. And God can heal you from it. God can help you get away from it. Because you know what? It only destroys you. The prophet says, unbelief does not hinder God, but it destroys the unbeliever. 
<laughs> it's like bitterness, right? Even if you are bitter against someone, it's like drinking a poison trying to hurt someone. It only destroys you. Don't worry about your past. Jesus Christ has paid your, your debt. You said, Brother Aaron, you don't know what I did. I don't care what you did. Even if your sins are a red as scarlet, Jesus Christ washes them. Some people feel like, if I can stay in church as a good boy for 10 years, then I know I'm justified. No, sir. You are justified from the moment you leave it to God. You don't have to do anything. That's a Catholic spirit of penance to feel like I have to suffer because of this. No, sir. And you say, ah, I did this. God doesn't even remember it. People would come on the prayer line and Brother Branham says, if you have something wrong, just confess it. They confess it on the prayer line. The moment they come to the prayer line, Brother Branham says, I don't see anything. God doesn't see it. The devil wants to use that. And he tries to, he tells you all kinds of things. And he starts to tell you, this is what you are. That's not who you are. You are what the Bible says you are. Say, Brother Aaron, you know what? It's, uh, it's, it's a habit. You know what? You, God can still heal you from habits. God can help you with habits. Praise God. God is God. And I believe if we can trust him, then he can solve all our problems. But, well, some don't want to trust him. They feel like they can do it. And guess what? They are crumbling down with nervousness with anxiety, with mental problems. Because you are trying to handle something that you are not meant to handle. God is meant to handle it for you. Imagine someone gives you a lift in a truck and you are carrying some bags and you are sitting in the truck and you still have those bags, you know, carrying them on top of your head like that. Just put them in the truck and relax and the truck will do the job for you. Praise God. Do you want to trust him tonight? I believe that we are living in a time where the prophet says that it's a neurotic age. It's the spirit of the age. There are scriptures that I didn't read here in, in, in Deuteronomy. The Bible says that if a man shall walk in the imagination of his heart, why did uh, Dan and Ephraim become blotted from under heaven, from the seals, right? They, they went into idols. And the prophet, the Bible says, people walk in the imagination of their hearts. We're living in a time where people now, they want to live in the metaverse. They want to play video games because they want to live in an imaginary world that is not real. And that's what's causing mental breakdown. Because you feel like, you know what? I can, I can, I can make something that I really want somewhere in, a, in an imaginary world. And the devil likes to do that. And, 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 and that's where the devil is taking people's minds. Where they, he takes their imagination and corrupts them. You know? Until now, people, even if someone makes a mistake, they are cancelled. If we do that, we will cancel everyone in this world. An eye for an eye will make the whole world go blind. But people are trying to make things that are not existent. You know, with all these 3D that people wear, I don't even know how that stuff works. And suddenly someone is in a different world. They start to imagine things. They start to meet imaginary things. But the Bible says that the young men shall see visions. Don't you want to see visions tonight? Look, even if you play a game the whole day and you are the best, and you are the best truck driver, it's just a game. 
will give you a truck and you can't even <laughs> pull it for one mile. But in a game, you are the best truck driver. And you go to bed thinking, wow, I'm the best truck driver. Guess what? Brother Keith gives you the keys to his truck. <laughs> Can you pull it for two miles? I can't do it. That's reality now. But the devil wants to keep you in an imaginary world. That's why, why, you know, there's a mental breakdown among young people because of things like Instagram. Because they feel like my nose has to be a certain way. When I post, everyone has to like it. If I just have two likes and then uh, uh, Sister Haley has 500 likes, uh, something, I must do something. Start applying all kinds of filters. Just be yourself and be happy the way God made you. Until people who put filters, until the sky is, is like yellow or orange. There is no yellow sky. The sky is blue. But you see, and people like you based off a false perception. That's an imaginary world. Be real, be yourself. Praise God. And people live a fake life altogether. You know? You have got 10,000 friends and you're in a hospital, only one person visits you. What's the point? What's the point? <laughs> Those things, they are, it's the devil taking people and drifting with them in a, in a bubble of, of imagination. It's a bubble. But guess what? I've got a giant pin that you may come back to reality. Brother Branham one time was preaching in Canada and he went into a trance and he said, soldier boy, don't hang yourself. The devil is lying to you. There was a man who did something. He was a soldier and he wanted to hang himself. And you know, the devil started to preach to him and he started to imagine things. You know, he said, my sin that I did, I'm a serpent seed, I'm the worst. And he was drifting, 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 drifting. And the prophet says, soldier boy, don't hang yourself. In other words, snap out of that. Come back to reality. Jesus Christ loves you. And tonight I'm saying, soldier boy, don't hang yourself. Musicians, please come. Soldier boy, don't hang yourself. Jesus Christ loves you. Trust God for everything. Trust God for your furniture. Trust God for, I know, I remember praying for, for, for sisters that have that had hair problems. You know, say, brother Aaron, I'm having problems with my hair. You know, I'm losing a lot of hair. I said, trust God for that hair. Let's pray. And God changes situations. But you say, you know what? Ah, Jesus Christ is not interested in hair. He is interested in your hair. Praise God. Say, brother, I have got a problem. My hair, it tangles a lot. Just trust Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let's turn up on our feet. Brother Tim, come and pray for us. My brother, if you don't mind. Brother Tim. <coughs> If you can play softly, Brother Matt. Let's trust him tonight. Consider the lilies of the field. I'm sorry for a chopped up message. Uh, that was all over the place. But I hope that the Holy Spirit has ministered something to your heart. Brother Tim, please pray and commit us to God. Won't you raise your hand and say, Lord, I want to trust you. Lord, I want to pray. Lord, I want to just live cast all my burdens upon you because you care for me. I want more of you, more of you. Brother Tim. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Amen. 
We thank you so much. Lord, for your grace that has come down to minister the word of life to us. We ask that you forgive us of our shortcomings. And Lord, help us that our mind will stay on you. Help us to trust you. No matter the state, no matter the challenges, no matter the difficulties, no matter the situation, knowing that, Lord, you are the master of the way. Lord, you are the Lord that controls the universe. Heavenly Father, the knees that are here this evening, Amen. the hands that have been raised, you know the desires. And Father, I prayed in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, rebuked any demon of fear, the demon of worry, anxiety, Lord, any demon of depression and frustrations, every power of darkness will rebuke it in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, and not your sons and daughters with faith in your word. Oh, great Jehovah, thank you for you promise us that you will supply all our needs. And you know the needs. And that is why you've ministered to us in this way. Father God, I pray that you will bless your sons and daughters. Lord, young and old, all together. That Lord, there will be a transformation. There will be a change, Lord. Lord, that will get a closer walk with you. That will love you more. That will be men and women of prayer, Lord. Lord, we trust you, Lord. Oh, Father, even as our fathers of old, Lord. Grant it, Heavenly Father. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, and your servant that you have made use of, may you replenish the virtue that have gone out of him. Bless us and be with us. When we we'll be living here, we ask that, dear Father, may you go with us. As we meditate upon your word, may it be confirmed unto us. Grant it, O oh, Father, in the name of our Lord, and our Savior Jesus Christ will pray with faith and thanksgiving. Amen. You are God alone, and from before time began, you were on your throne, you were God alone, and right now in the good times and bad you were on your throne oh you were God alone oh you are God alone and from before time began you were on your throne you were God alone and right back, oh, you were on your throne, you were God alone, you're not a God created by human hands, you are not a God dependent on any mortal man. 
not a God in need of anything we can give and by your plan that's just the way it is oh and you are God alone and before time
God alone. Hallelujah. Isn't he wonderful? Man, let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. I believe the... Amen. I believe the devil got a black eye tonight. Amen. Thank you, Brother Aaron. I've said it once and I'll say it again. Brother Aaron's like our secret weapon here at Hickory Bible Tabernacle. Amen. We certainly appreciate his zeal and enthusiasm for the word. Amen. And just the conviction, amen, that we feel when he preaches. Amen. So we certainly appreciate you, brother. Amen. We need to pray more, don't we? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's take that word to heart. Amen. And let's just uh, sing this song as we go. Hasn't he been hasn't he been good to us? Amen. That song's on my heart. God is good. I'm just let's sing that together. God is good all the time. He put a song of praise in this heart of mine. God is good all the time. Oh, through the darkest night, His light will shine. God is good. Oh, yes, He's good all the time. Listen now. And if you're walking through the valley, and there are shadows all around, oh, do not be. Oh, for He's promised to never leave you or forsake you. And His Word is good. God is good all the time. Put a song of praise in this heart of mine. God is good all the time. Darkest night, oh, his light will shine. God is good, yes, God is good all the time. Sing it like this We were sinners, so unworthy, yet for us he chose to die. He filled us with his. Holy Spirit, and so we stand and testify that His love is everlasting, and His mercies, oh, they will never end. God is good. Sing it as you go. All the time, and through the darkest Heart of mine, God is good all the time. Yes, through the darkest night, His light will shine. God is good. Oh, yes, He's good all the time. God is good. 